It's the dictionary. 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 Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. My name is Spencer, and it's September 11th at 7:19 a.m. I'm in my work office, and I don't know what's happening with my hair. It's getting very long and shaggy, and I need to do something about that. Um, welcome to the show. I have had about a week off of recording. Uh, took off of just work and everything for for my birthday week, and um, I'm getting back into the the regular routine of life, and it's very strange and weird and strange, and I don't know what I'm doing at all, but something that I'm doing is sitting here in front of a camera and a microphone, and I'm going to read some words to you. It's story time with Spencer. Uh, First, I will say, uh, you can contact me, email is dictionarypod at gmail.com, social media is at dictionarypod, if you want to find me in some places and, and, and look at the things that I post, and uh, say hello, just do that, say hello. Uh, go ahead and rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts and all the other places, share this show, let other people know that you are watching this show, listening to this show. Uh, What else? Uh, Patreon. You can join Patreon for as little as $1 a month. Gets you early episodes. $5 a month gets you exclusives like the video that I am currently recording right now. Um, what else? Uh, merchandise, the show, the link is in the show notes. You can watch this in chunks of 10 on YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Ugh, all of those things. It's such a strange, strange thing, all these things that we're doing. Let's talk about the first word, which is elk, E-L-K. Noun from before the 12th century, um, so number one, what it's saying is that the plural would also be elk, opposed to elks, with an S. Uh, 1A, the synonym is the first definition for the word moose, and this is used for one of the old world. So I guess the elks in the old world are also called moose. I think that's what it's saying. 1B. A large, gregarious deer of North America, Europe, Asia, and Northwestern Africa. And this is called also red deer or wapiti. Uh, Wapiti might be Africa, I'm guessing. Uh, I don't know exactly. Red deer, they also call them elk. Elk, that's what we're talking about. Um, We have spent a little time, we go out to uh, an area outside of Seattle every once in a while and we're actually going to go again uh in february and uh there's there's this one spot that gets a whole bunch of elk they come in at like i don't know probably sunrise and sunset they come in and they there's this big old field that they uh hang out in and 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 sleep and eat and it's a it's for for somebody who does not live near elk regularly it's a very strange and beautiful sight Uh, So I can't wait to go see the elk again in February. Number number 1C, any of various large Asian deer. They're called elk. Two, soft, tanned, rugged leather. 
So I'm guessing that's just the the leather that's made from the skin of the elk. They must they're very large uh, deer-like creatures. So yeah, they probably have very tough leather. Number three, this one would be capitalized. It is a member of a major benevolent and fraternal order. And uh, the name elk in this context comes from benevolent and protective order of elks. Who came up with these names? These are very strange. Benevolent and protective order of elks. And why do they choose animals? How do they decide which animals to choose? There's the eagles, too. Um, and benevolent. They're benevolent. Does that just mean nice? They're nice and kind? What does the etymology say for this whole word? Oh, akin to the Old High German elaho, which means elk, from the Greek elaphos, which means deer. I mean, yeah, they're pretty much, they're just a kind of deer. Uh, let's see. Oh, and the uh, the species name, I missed this, in 1b, the species name of this large gregarious deer is Servus elaphus. And we see elaphus means deer in Greek. Uh, Servus, uh, something maybe has to do with their feet, possibly. I don't remember. Oh, I need to make a sound effect. Uh, what's the what is what's the sound of an elk? Hmm. <laughs> it's maybe like that. The next word is elkhorn coral. Two words. Noun from 1928. A reef building branching coral of shallow waters of southern Florida and the West Indies. And the species name is Acropora palmata. Acropora palmata. I don't know really where the emphasis happens in that name, but you got it. Uh, ooh, there's a whole lot of problems with the coral, so we got to be careful. Um, it's probably called elkhorn coral because maybe because of the way it branches out, maybe it looks like the 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 horns of an elk. The why am I blanking on what do they call that? The antlers. The antlers. The elkhorn antlers coral. Uh, maybe I'll post a picture on social media for this elk horn coral. <laughs> Next is elk hound, one word. Noun from 1889. It looks like you can emphasize, no, the syllables are broken up either elk hound or el hound. Elk hound. How do you say that when you're just saying the word normally? Can you even distinguish a difference? Elkhound. Elkhound. You can't tell. The synonym is Norwegian elkhound, and I'm guessing this could be a dog. Uh, maybe one that's probably not as big as an elk, but maybe they hunt elk? I don't know. <clears throat> the next word is L. E-L-L. First form, noun, from before the 12th century. Okay, this is interesting. It is a former English unit of length, as for cloth, um, equal to 45 inches, which is about 1.14 meters. Also, any of various units of length used similarly. If you, that, How can you call other things L if they're different lengths of unit, but you use them in a similar way? 
that doesn't make any sense. Um, if you use it for cloth. What other you you? That's it. It's a unit of length. We, it, but it's former. We don't use it anymore. Clearly, because there's no standardization to this unit of length L. But in general, it's about 45 inches, which is almost four feet. Also, about 1.14 meters. Is there etymology for this one? It is from, oh, here we go, Old High German, Elena, which means L, E-L-L, um, and also from Latin, ulna, which means forearm. And I know that uh, one of the bone or the two of the bones in the forearm are like the ulna, something ulna, maybe one or both of them have that word in there. And so maybe they were, no, well, that doesn't make sense. You can't use your forearm for this L because your forearm isn't four feet long. Hmm. Um, let's see, where's the rest of the etymology? From the Greek, oleni, oleni, which means elbow, from the Sanskrit, aratni. And the only thing I could think of is that maybe because your elbow, your arm here with the elbow makes an L shape. That's an L if you're looking at the video. Uh, but how did that become a, become a unit of measurement? I don't know. I'm very confused by this. Uh, let's see. I, I thought... No, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. <laughs> oh, it's sounding more like uh, the Tim Allen thing. That's not what I meant for. That's not what I tried to go for. <laughs> That's an elk. The second form of L is a noun from 1773. Um, and yes, you might remember that um, we talked about this this word L before in the E's, and uh, that one only had one L, E-L, and this is E-L-L. Um, and uh, real quick, the etymology for this number two, the second form just says it's an alternative of that word L with one L. That's not confusing at all. Okay, number one. An extension at right angles to the length of a building. An extension at right angles to the... So the length of a building, and then things extend at right angles, and that's an L. It's an L shape. Number two, an elbow in a pipe or conduit. L. It's all... That's how we get the letter L, because it's an elbow. Hey! <laughs> Elagic acid is next. The first word is E-L-L-A-G-I-C. Elagic acid. Noun. From 1810, a crystalline phenolic compound, C14H6O8, with two lactone groupings that is obtained especially from oak gals and some tannins, and is used medicinally as a hemostatic. That's something to do with blood, hemostatic. Oak gals, G-A-L-L-S. I don't know what an oak gal is. And some tannins. Hmm. Uh, seems like... Seems like I don't know anything about this word, and I don't understand it. Allagic acid. Um, oh, this is interesting. This is from the French word... Elagique, which is from the French word elage, E-L-L-A-G, which you don't see this every day. That word is an anagram of gal, G-A-L-L-E, 
which just means gall. What, like your gall bladder? You got the gall to do a thing? I have never seen... Uh, this word is based on a French word, which is an anagram of something that this thing is related to, connected to. I don't really understand how, but that's fascinating. They took the G-A-L-L-E word, rearranged the letters, well, they really just put them backwards, and made E-L-L-A-G. Fascinating. Fascinating stuff. Oh, this is so silly. (laughs) Next is ellipse. E-L-L-I-P-S-E. These are my ellipse. Ellipse is a noun from circa 1753. 1A, the synonym is oval. Oval is an ellipse. Ellipse is just a fancier way to say oval. 1B, a closed plane, a closed plane curve generated by a point moving in such a way that the sums of its distances from two fixed points is a constant. And then also a plain section of a right circular cone that is a closed curve. And I'm not even going to bother to try to describe that even more. Something about cones and you cut them and you got a plane and there's an oval and and it's ellipse. Uh, Number two, the synonym is ellipsis. Ellipsis, which will be our next word. But we got to look. Oh, the etymology basically just says it's from the Greek word ellipsis which probably just means oval, but it doesn't say. (laughs) Next is ellipsis, noun from 1540. 1A, the omission of one or more words then are obviously understood, but that must be supplied to make a construction grammatically complete. Was that a complete grammatical structure? I'm not sure. Um, well, let's see. I'm trying to think of, it's, so this is the, the, the omission of removing words. That's called an ellipsis. Now, what is this saying, though? The, one or more words that are obviously understood, but that must be supplied to make a, okay, so if you write a sentence, you take out some words, we'll get to this, but you put in an ellipsis in there to show that you've removed words, but when you remove the words, you still understand the concept of the whole struck the whole sentence, but to understand it fully, to get the full, uh, the full construction grammatically to make it complete, you have to put them back in. Uh, yeah. Well, we we got more. We're gonna add on to this. One B, a sudden leap from one topic to another. That one I have not heard of. A sudden leap. I have definitely been in conversations with people where either they or myself make an ellipsis and all of a sudden we're talking about a whole new topic. Like, whoa, how did we do, what did? What was the connection from that thing to this thing? I don't know, it doesn't matter, it's fun. Number two, marks or a mark as three dots, it shows the three dots, indicating an omission or a pause. And the example of what has been omitted would be words. Words. You omit the words. Uh, so here in, in this book, um, 
Oftentimes, here's an example right here in the previous episode. In the examples, they will often put in an ellipsis uh, to show that they remove some words. So because they can't, it's too much. It's too much to put in the whole thing. Like we just want to get the basic idea across. We don't need those words. Remove them. Make an ellipsis. Get out of here, ellipsis. So the example here from the previous episode is uh, the elites ellipsis pursuing their studies in Europe. So what what was removed from there? I don't know. Doesn't matter. I don't I don't usually call those out except here when I'm going to talk about ellipsis. Ellipsis. What what is the etymology for this word? Uh, because I think it's interesting. It's from the Greek ellipsis, which we learned in the previous word ellipse, and that just means ellipsis or ellipse. From elepine, this is still Greek, I think, which means to leave out or fall short, which is from n, which means in, plus lepine, which means to leave. But that's odd, so that if you put the n prefix to to leave, you'd think it would be to leave in, but no, it means to leave out. That's very strange. There's more at the words in and loan, like a loan shark. Uh, so I don't really... Okay, so that, I mean, that all makes sense. You're removing a thing, leaving a thing out that's an ellipse. How that... It, it seems to be connected somehow to the previous word, ellipse, like an oval, but number two for ellipse sent us to ellipsis. So there's clearly a connection between these two words, and I don't really understand what it is exactly. I don't know. The dots are not an oval. I don't know. Let's move on. Ellipsoid. Noun from 1721. A surface, all plane sections of which are ellipses or circles. A surface that has all of its plane sections are ellipses or circles. Ovals or circles. Um, would it be that? Would that be a sphere? Would that sphere be a I don't know. Ellipsoidal uh, is an adjective. Ellipsoidal. Uh, you could also just say ellipsoid. Both of those are adjectives. Ellipsoidal. <laughs> Elliptical. I was thinking too hard about this word. Elliptical or just elliptic. This is an adjective from 1656, number one, of relating to or shaped like an ellipse. An oval. It's just an oval. Elliptical. Uh, number two, A, of relating to or marked by ellipsis or an ellipsis. Uh... So I guess in this this one, we're talking about something that's been removed, words that are removed. Uh, if, it's, if it's related to that, it's elliptical. I have not heard these oval words being used in relation to the three dots and words being removed. 2B1, of, relating to, or marked by extreme economy of speech or writing. Uh, so I guess the idea there is that you're just removing as many words as possible to keep things uh, very economic. Simple, short, sweet. Keep it simple, stupid. Two, be, two, of or relating to deliberate obscurity as of literary or conversational style. 
Mm. Obscure, obscureness. Relating to deliberate obscurity. You're on purposely being obscure with what you're talking about. Uh, let's see. I'm losing my place. Elliptically is an adverb. Um, and then the etymology says this is from the Greek elliptikos, which means defective. Hmm, defective. That's interesting. Um, it, or also means marked by ellipsis which is about removing words, essentially. So uh, that's that. Doesn't Didn't give a whole lot of information. Um, we also have to mention, I don't know why it's not in here. Oh, it's coming up. It just has another word added on. Let's hold on to that one. Next. I'm an elk. Elliptical galaxy. Two words. Noun from 1948. A galaxy that has a generally elliptical shape and that has no apparent internal structure or spiral arms, called also just elliptical. Uh, it says compared to spiral galaxies, so that's a different type of galaxy that I think uh, that would be maybe where there's like these arms that come out from the center and they're spiral spiraling around each other. Um, elliptical galaxy, I think that's more where all of the stars and everything are positioned kind of maybe in a donut uh, around the edges, but the center of the galaxy doesn't really have anything. Technically, there's probably a, a black hole, but uh, yeah. Ooh, galaxies really break the brain, right? Am I right? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Next. <laughs> Elliptical trainer, two words, noun from 1997. A stationary exercise device on which the user stands on two small rimmed platforms and moves them forward and back in an approximately, in an approximately elliptical path, called also elliptical machine, or just elliptical because... We, we know what we're talking about these days. Yeah, did you go do the elliptical? Oh, yeah, I did the elliptical today. I was, I was running in place, but I wasn't really running. There's no impact. That's what's so good about the elliptical machine. My arms and my legs are going in elliptical f f shapes like an oval, and they're just going and going. I'm getting my heart rate up, and this is the elliptical machine, also called the elliptical trainer. Woo-wee! All right, moving on. <laughs> Ellipticity. Ellipticity. This is a noun from 1753. Deviation of an ellipse or a spheroid from the form of a circle or a sphere. Ellipticity is the deviation. You're deviating from an ellipse. Hmm, I don't know how we use that one in context. Okay, we got one more word. I don't know what's going on. The last word is elm, E-L-M. Noun from before the 12th century. One. Any of a genus of usually large deciduous north temperate zone trees with alternate stipulate leaves and fruit that is a Samara. Boy, all of these 
Anything that's talking about plants, there's always words that I just do not understand. Uh, trees with alternate, alternate stipulate leaves. So I think that's, so the leaves are alternate. How are they alternating? Is it that they, and they're stip, I don't know any of these words. We, we won't learn about them until a while from now. Uh, and fruit that is a Samara. What is a Samara? What fruit do they bear? I don't, I have not, I'm not familiar of elm trees bearing a fruit. Um, the genus name is Ulmus, U-M, no, U-L-M-U-S. That is of the family Ulmaceae, which is the elm family. So I guess it went from Ulm, Ulmus, U-L-M, to elm with an E. Um, is there any other interesting etymology? Uh, it's from the Old High German elm, which means elm, which is from the Latin ulmus, U-L-M-U-S, which doesn't say what it means, but I am going to do a quick little a quick little check here. Uh, will we'll translate.google.com give us this information? We're going to choose Latin as the, as the language, and then we're going to change this to, is it, yes, U-L- M-U-S. What does that? It just means elm. I thought it was going to be more interesting than that. That's disappointing. So, wait, does that mean that, like, back in uh, old old Rome, old Italy, where they were speaking Latin, that they had elm trees? I don't know. I don't know where the elm trees are grown. Uh, I know we got them here, but you got to watch out for Dutch elm disease. But maybe they had elm trees in uh, in Italy over there. Maybe. Uh, let's see. We got a couple more elm words in tomorrow's episode, but that's skipping ahead. For now, we have to pick a word of the episode. So today we had elk, elkhorn coral, elk hound, l l elagic acid, ellipse, ellipsis, ellipsoid, elliptical, elliptical galaxy, elliptical trainer, ellipticity and elm uh let's see i don't think we have i don't think the milky way is an elliptical galaxy uh i think it's one of the spiral galaxies should we do uh let's put the microphone down for a second i needed to type faster yes the milky way is a spiral galaxy let's pick elliptical galaxy as the word of the episode um the Milky Way is not an elliptical galaxy. The Milky Way is spiral. It's so spiral. Yeah, that was fine. Just just keep it short. Um, let's now, because it is the time of the episode where I talk about movies that I watch. I don't get to talk about them nearly as much as I would like to, but that's okay. And, uh, wow, I have no memory of where I left off. <laughs> I think I talked about uh, The Fisher King. Let's just talk about a couple, maybe. Uh, we watched Barbie again with our friend who hadn't seen it. I'm not going to keep on talking about that. Asteroid City. Uh, this was our second time watching Asteroid City. And, um, you know, Wes Anderson and his Wes Anderson-iness is not for everybody, but I really enjoyed this movie very much. And I, uh, if you haven't seen it, I think you should go watch it and then decide for yourself. 
Uh, oh, and then we rewatched the Muppet movie, the original Muppet movie from the 70s. And what? Se- yeah, I think it was from the late 79, maybe 80, something like that. Um, and uh, ooh, it's just it's just so silly and funny. And there's cameos and puns and but it's also like just it's just all about people coming together from all different walks of life and being able to live happily and that makes me happy and they're very colorful okay this is the end of the episode thank you very much for listening and until next time this is for some reason spencer dispensing information goodbye (laughs) 